What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. Uh, how we're recording today, dare I say it's a minor miracle, Casino. Minor right. miracle. It is. Would you agree? No, it's definitely a miracle. Not even minor, it's major. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Casino had to go to the doctors yesterday. They gave him the uh, thumbs up. He can transit transition anytime you would like he's got all the right stuff they said it wouldn't even be a costly procedure just a quick little tuck and he's done this would have so, been, that joke would have been much better if i was still wearing the apron my daughter was <laughs> yeah what would be the or i guess <laughs> casino that can go male or female oh yeah that's a male it's, or it's, female name oh yeah casino it's you know it's just like madonna it's, you know it's oprah it's just a single name thing that works. Maybe that's what we should just do. Like in society, just make every Ellen. name it's just, yeah, male or female. Uh, for me, I guess Will, there could be a Will. It could be short for Willow. I've met a few Willows in my life. But Casino, we are here today to talk about, I can't think of a transition joke. Uh, so I'll just transition to NFL talk. Uh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Uh, What a week it was. Not for us, but for the NFL. Yeah. So on our picks, as of last week, I had the best week I've had all year. Casino had his worst he had all year. Uh, So we, I was within six. And then this week happened. And Casino, uh, how many games do you think you won? Six. You won eight. Eight games, uh, and I only I won really seven. Pay attention to that more. I like. I feel like I, I would know this because I would know my picks. I... Well, we really have to get on board with the Thursday night games because both you and I did not not only realize it was Thursday, but did not do our picks until the games were already in the third quarter. And then at that point, it's like, what are we even doing here? Well, I still but... got it wrong. So. Yeah, so we did not count the Thursday night games because we neither of us picked them. But on this week, you got eight, I got seven. So the season total is you are currently at 85. I'm currently at 78. But as we show, uh, have shown last week, it just takes one week, Casino, and I'm back in it. I'm back in it. Uh, no. The games that we both got wrong this week, which are kind of shocking. We'll talk about, uh, let's just go through the games real quick uh, for this past weekend. Uh, Just general thoughts on week 10 as a whole casino. Uh, It was more interesting than I thought it was going to be. There was a lot, a lot closer games. Um, Wasn't there uh, not, wasn't I know there was, it was like an NFL record for the most, um, field goal winning games like at the end field goals to win it as time expires like this this week i believe it was five wasn't it let's see one two three four two yeah five yeah so that's crazy and yeah i literally titled the uh name of the last episode i said is this the worst slate of nfl games all year and then i said yes it is and we talked about it on the show, how these were just shit matchups. And then it ends up being one of the most entertaining weeks, probably of the whole year. Yeah, it was, 
very entertaining. They're all ones pretty not all of them, but most of them were just one score games. Well, because you and I were going back and forth like crazy on that Browns Ravens and then Houston Bengals game that were both going on at the same time. Those two games were, I mean, if you were a fan of either of those teams, you had minimum five heart attacks for both sides of each of those games. Well, it was just it was uh, just like last week where it was you know the the Bucks and then the Houston game like the Texans man two weeks in a row doing it, it was crazy spicy. Wild. Spicy. Uh, but Spicy. before we get to those games, because you know, we have to get to the first game of the day, which took place in Frankfurt, Germany. And thank God I did not wake up early to watch this game because it was the now five and five Indianapolis Colts beating your now two and eight New England Patriots, 10 to hmm. six. Uh Mac Jones gets pulled on what ended up being the final drive of the game, replaced with Bailey Zappi, who throws an interception on a fake spike attempt. And then when he was asked about it after the game, and they were like, why did you uh, do a fake spike? What did you see on that play? He said, I can't tell you, which is a weird response. He's probably, he was probably supposed to spike it. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a weird move right there, especially like a fake punt at like the, what 30 your own 30 yard line or something like that uh but as the resident patriots fan casino uh you've been in full tank mode for a couple of weeks now so i won't ask you that Mm -hmm. uh but i will ask you at this point right now should bill belichick still be the coach of the new england patriots no he shouldn't but i mean he's earned his time to just at least finish out the season I mean, he, what's what's the point of getting rid of a coach mid-season when you're already two and eight? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, it also it is one sense. of those things where it's not like they're all they have enough tools or their team's good enough and it's just being coached wrong. You know, like you say about the Chargers or what you can even say that about the um Oh, who's the other team that always gets thrown in that mix where it's just, oh, the Bills, where it's just like, oh, man, like Bills and Chargers, they have all the pieces. It's just the coaching and blah, 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 which Uh, we'll get to both of those. We'll get to the Bills. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, But yeah, when it comes to the Patriots, it's not like they have anybody where it's just like, oh, they have all these skill guys and they're just not reaching their full potential. They have. Uh, again, I don't get why Bailey Zappi, uh, because you were on the Zappi train for a little bit. I don't get why he's so I was. beloved. He's he well because he was he came in he was better Mac than Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah, he's he's so the fans have given up on Mac Jones last year. The locker room, there's talk about that is the locker room has given up on Mac. They, of course, they of course they have. I mean, Hunter Henry wants to kill the guy. Um, <laughs> of course, that locker room is, is is awry. Nobody likes Mac Jones in there. Um, whether, you know, people are like, oh, you know, this is just speculation. There's no hard evidence. Well, I could tell you right now, I could guarantee you that he's lost that locker room. I guarantee oh. it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, there was. That- I don't even think that's even like a rumor mill. No. Well, there was that report that came out where 
his offensive line like jumped all over him for doing like the dirty after the play stuff. And they were like, you do that to defensive guys. Defensive players are going to start doing that to us. And it's going to be because of shit you do. So like, stop doing that shit. Like, which I mean, makes sense. Like if you're pissing off the guy I have to block for, I'd probably be like, Hey, quit being a dick to that one guy. Who's going to fucking take it out on me. Like, yeah. Right. Totally. Uh but when it comes to the when it comes to the Colts casino, uh at 5 and 5, they're currently in the hunt in the AFC. How far do you think this Colts team can go? Uh they're still they're still getting prepared back at the shack. Like they're not they're, they're still getting all their rifles and everything ready. They're not even in the hunt. I don't even know what they're talking about. This team is not <laughs> going to go far with Gardner Minshew. Jonathan Taylor being their running back, like he's good, but I, I think it's a if that's all you have, that's all you have. Like I and Pittman, I'm not huge on Pittman. Um, you aren't either, right? Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm high on this Chiefs team. So or I'm Chiefs team. This Colts team. So for the Colts right now, their total defense in the league, they're 26th. And then, like you're alluding to on offense, they have Jonathan Taylor, who I mean looks pretty good, and he's you know got the first quarter of the season to sit and like rest his legs. They're 13th in total offense, but. When they have on offense, they have Gardner Minshew, who has one game good for every, what, three games bad? And then they have Michael Pittman, who is a top 30 wide receiver in this league. So, like, they have a bad defense and then a so-so average middle-of-the-road offense. So, like, I love their coaching for the Colts, but it just feels like this is one of those years where you kind of build off it for next year, not a necessarily a we've arrived, like plant our flag kind of team. And it's crazy when we'll uh, talk about them next, but the Houston Texans have the same amount of wins as the Colts. And I feel way better about the Texans than I do the Colts. All right day. They're the ones, uh, they're the, they're the ones in the hunt that's leading the hunt. Yeah. They are out of the shack and they got the dogs on the leash casino and they're just biting. Uh, But you know what? Let's move to that game. So they now five and four Houston Texans defeat the now five and four Cincinnati Bengals 30 to 27 on uh, just a great, great game. CJ Stroud in this game. Outrageously good. 23 for 39, 356 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And then he also had a rushing touchdown, but really it was Devin Singletary, 30 carries, 150 yards, one touchdown. Uh, And then on the other side, the Bengals burrow through two interceptions. And then Tyler Boyd just drops that touchdown that hit him right in the hands. He was wild. Um. I showed you my, my, my friend Victor on who listens on this, whatnot as well. Um, yeah, he, uh, Boyd cost him three grand with that drop. It, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I said Boyd cost him three grand with that drop because oh he hit, every, he, hit he hit everything else outside of the Bengals winning. Oh, that is, dude, that's hit, a killer. It, it was a, a 10-teamer 
and he had everything except for and it was just picks and between college and pro and uh yeah you would have won three just over 3g but you know when you include what the bet is whatnot you won like 3100 or something like that jesus and i mean again and they say you know that most games are won or lost by what like two or three ga- uh plays in the entire game like this game if, was one or if lost boyd by is, if, if boyd has not become his number one hated nfl player I, I, <laughs> you got problems you got you got you got problems Vic. Well, and then the thing is, in that game, Tyler Boyd had eight receptions, 117 yards. He had the pass. I think it was two plays before that one. That was like a 50-yard bomb just down the sideline. So he had a good game. Burrow had a decent game. It's all, for the it doesn't games, matter. It's all but... washed. You could have won the game. <laughs> you could have won but the game. But let's, uh, let's talk about C.J. Stroud Casino because at the moment right now, on the season, he has. Up I'm telling where... you, man. I'm telling you, he's he's definitely in the conversation for not. I think he's got the um, the rookie um, rookie of the year just wrapped up. Oh, just wrapped. Yeah. He, uh, so right now, his completion percentage is just under sixty two percent. He has twenty six hundred yards, uh, fifteen touchdowns, two interceptions. And again, leading a Texans team to a five and four record when, again, us included, we were like, this Texans team's going to do nothing. They have nobody on offense except what Dalton Schultz was like yeah. the only known name. And now all of a sudden they have all these rookies doing all this. Uh, Devin Singletary, they got Tank Dell, Noah Brown. Like, I don't know who all these guys are, but. Every week, man, the Texans are like... Yeah, Noah Brown had a game. Seven receptions, 172 yards. And averaging, then take, so that's averaging, that's averaging just just under 25 yards like reception. Lord. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, Tank Dell, six receptions, 56 yards and a touchdown. Dalton Schultz had four receptions, 71 yards. So I really like... Uh, the Texans, I think they're my one of my top three favorite teams to watch right now in the NFL. Uh, Easily. But yeah, is it, where would you place CJ Stroud in the MVP conversation? Because I mean, I agree with you. He's rookie of the year, no doubt. But MVP, I think we also have to put him, what, top five? Easily. I think closer to top three. Yeah, I think because when you look at all the numbers, especially quarterback numbers, I think he would be obviously. Third. I'm just going off of quarterback stats because you know they only yeah. give it to quarterbacks. Yeah, I think, but even non quarterbacks, I think it would be in my book. It's Hertz one, it's Mahomes two, it'd probably be Christian McCaffrey three if we actually awarded this to most valuable players and it wasn't just quarterbacks. And then I think CJ Stroud would be four. I mean, you can, and we'll transition to them next, but we can talk about Lamar Jackson, but his stats this season just aren't, I don't know, up to par with everybody. And he also had a rough game. So let's move on to that game casino. The now six and three, uh, 
Cleveland Browns beat the now seven and three Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens were the team everybody was hyping up. And of course, when the quote unquote best new team in the league gets hyped up, they have to lose the next game. And which is what happened. The Ravens lose to the Browns. And then we find out today that uh, Deshaun Watson will have surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder, which means his season is over. So we have, and I thought this was funny because before the podcast started, we were talking and we were like, who's going to be the Cleveland Browns quarterback? Is it PJ Walker? Apparently he's the second string. The starting quarterback is Dorian Thompson Robinson. And what I thought was funny is his regular season stats at the moment. He has 130 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. His season projections are 100 more yards and three more interceptions. So he is projected with zero touchdowns and six interceptions, even though he has zero touchdowns and three interceptions. And so it's funny you bring that up because with, with him being out um, – I was just going through, I get like, you know, all the Patriot stuff popping up on my phone. Apparently Rob Gronkowski yeah. just came out and he was saying that um, Mac Jones should ask to be released from the Patriots because I mean, the season's <laughs> to watch and then go play for Cleveland. I mean, why not? If he could, why not? If he went into Cleveland and actually like turned them around, like, why not? Then you can, I don't yeah, think, I, I think and, the Patriots would be like, fuck you. But why not? <laughs> well, I mean, they've obviously, he's been pulled three times this year. He's been pulled three yeah. times. The Patriots have a slew of shitty quarterbacks on the practice squad. So just pull him up and go with Zappy and let Mac Jones walk. And I mean, we're, we're still going to be bad. The Pats are still going to be bad. I really hope that they're within the top five pick and have a real possibility of getting um, like a, like Caleb Williams. Cause I don't know if he'll go right away or um, oh, I forget his name. Um, a couple other quarterbacks, but there's some uh, decent quarterbacks. Drake may, I think Drake may Drake the may. second quarterback that everybody's like on and over. Yeah. 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 I mean, for sure. <laughs> uh, but as far as who the Browns do have, how much how much worse do you think they will be with either, I don't know, if Dorian Robinson sticks in there or if P.J. Walker finds his way back in there? Because Deshaun Watson in this game was 20 for 34, 213 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I think he completed... 14 of 14 passes in the second half and then threw a touchdown, but he had that just awful, awful first half. And then everybody afterwards was like, Oh man, Deshaun Watson. Like you can't, you can't burn him for that game. Like all the Deshaun Watson haters are quiet. And it was like, he still had a pretty shit game considering he's the and third all of his, highest all of his quarterback haters. in the NFL. <laughs> like, uh, but how, so where, if you're six and three Cleveland right now, how are you feeling about your team at this moment after this big win, but your quarterback's out for the season? Ah, oh, man. Um, cause I mean, Deshaun did have a, like, that's an okay game. You know, it's not great numbers, but it's definitely gonna be better than what you have working with. Um, 
oh, man, I think they're, I mean, Jerome Ford has really stepped up. Uh, Kareem Hunt is there if they need it as well. But no matter how good this defense is and this rush game is, you still have a decent quarterback to, to run that. Um, so to run the running game. So I, I think at least a third worse than what they are now at, at the very minimum is at least a third worse than what they are right now. Um, it could be at least half who knows, but they're definitely going to take a pretty big hit here because yes, defense wins you championships, but you also have to put points on the board. So going up against good yeah. teams like the Ravens, which was crazy this game, you know, one in t- the number one and two defense and to do this, where they both put up 30s was wild exactly where i'm going with this discussion which is the uh brown should be insanely worried because they have still currently i believe it's the number one defense in the league i'll check it right now they do so the browns and ravens even after this week still have the number one total defense in the league it's obviously different with passing rushing but in terms of uh, touchdowns allowed. The Ravens still have allowed the least all season, which is fucking crazy considering they just gave up 30 points. Browns have given up a little more, but again, Browns and Ravens still first and second defense in the league. So still even as the first or second defense in the league, they both gave up over 30 points. And when you look at those rosters, it's, you know Deshaun or Deshaun Watson. You know Lamar Jackson can give you 30 points, right? Because we've seen him do this his entire career. We know Deshaun Watson has the ability to get you 30 points because we've seen it on and off in his career. The other guys, we just read it. The other guy's not projected to score a touchdown the rest of the season. That's, PJ that's, Walker, that's I believe, funny. the one who came from uh pj walker came from the xfl he's i mean he's a good backup or third string quarterback but again this whole story of this browns team has been their defense and the running backs so now you don't have to focus on the the passing game you just have to focus on the running game and they're already down what their best two because i would argue that uh, Kareem Hunt, it kind of looks like a shell of himself. He had 10 carries for 32 yards and hasn't really done anything since he came back to the Browns. So you're on your third string running back, basically your third string quarterback on uh, your skill positions are Ninjoku, who I feel like fits much more in the Kyle Pitts bust category than he does you know like a travis kelsey or mark andrews or anything like that and then Mm. you have amari cooper who has the potential to be a top 10 wide receiver but again when you just look at the browns on paper and just when they play games you're like great defense that can be scored on and then an offense that you're starting basically second or third string at every position that isn't you know your number one wide receiver. So it's like, I think if you're Cleveland, you're basically like, we're done. Right. And we're not done just now. Totally. We're done for totally. the next couple seasons because Deshaun Watson's going to eat all your fucking cap. You can't get better on either side of the ball. So it's like, this is your team and you're six and three right now. But when Deshaun Watson's not injured, 
He doesn't want to play. And when he does play, he's average. So, I mean, I mean, they did it to themselves, so you can't feel bad for them, but you can feel bad for them that they're the Cleveland Browns and this shit always happens. <laughs> like, always. Uh, but let's move on to another team casino that has had quarterback injuries in the past, and that is the now 6-3 and three San Francisco 49ers who went into Jacksonville and beat the now six and three Jacksonville Jaguars 34 to three. Uh, let me check my notes right here, huh? Oh, that's right. I've been saying the Jaguars are the most overrated team in the NFL for a uh, month and a half. Hit now. your rant, hit your rant. Interesting. I mean, I have nothing to rant about. Wait till we get to the Chargers game because this was a good, good week for. Usually my dumb wrong picks to finally be dumb and right because the Jaguars, I kept saying they have a vanilla offense. Their defense is bottom of the league. They aren't playing anybody. And yet everybody kept being like this Jaguars team, watch out for this Jaguars team. Meanwhile, they're playing, you know, some of the worst teams in the league and barely scraping by. And then it was just like, Watch out for this Jaguars team. Watch out for this Jaguars team. The first good team they play, they don't lose. They get annihilated from literally the first five minutes into the game, and then it was never close after that. And then also Trevor Lawrence is just, which this is actually sad because both you and I picked uh, them to be, uh, or picked him to be the MVP. Yeah, and we both thought that they would be just, you know, blowing the doors off people and be one of the best teams in the AFC. I think both you and I picked them to be the second seed only behind the chiefs in the AFC, which can still happen, but casino, you did not believe my uh, Jaguar slander. So what has happened to this Jaguars team? No, you were just right. I was just, <laughs> I was shooting for the stars, man. Let me, let me be. Okay. <laughs> Just let me be. Uh, I texted. I I messaged you, and I was just like, "You're right. You're right." Yeah, and you know when I made this call about the Jaguars, I made it in week two because when they played the Chiefs, remember I was just like, "They look really bad, and they can't move the ball." And the Chiefs played bad and still look like they dominated them. So since week two, I've had to hear everybody talk about how great the Jaguars are. I never said they were great. I never said they were great. Uh, I mean, well, okay. Other people said they were good. Meanwhile, their wins are. I said they were good. I didn't say they were great. Over a overrated Steelers team, a Saints team that who knows what it is. Uh, Colts team starting a rookie quarterback, a Bills team which we'll get to, and apparently they're bad now. Uh, a Jaguar or a Falcons team led by Desmond Ritter, and then the Texans, which actually probably looks like. Oh no, no. I'm sorry, they lost to the Texans. So they beat the Colts twice. They beat Desmond Ritter. They beat this Bills team that we'll get to. And then they beat the Steelers and the Saints. So again, every good team they've played, they've gotten, I would say that Chiefs game they even looked dominated in because they literally scored nine points. So yeah, when it comes to the Jaguars, I think overrated. I've thought overrated this whole season. Their offense- You want a cookie? Do you want a cookie? I would actually love a cookie. Chocolate no, you're too cookie. fat. I mean, I do. Look at this. 
Look at this. Oh, look at uh, that. <laughs> but, oh, see, I'm, I can't do that. But uh, let's uh, switch over to the other team, which is the 49ers. And again, uh, everybody was shitting on Brock Purdy. We said it on this one. We both agreed on. Yes. Uh, on Friday, when we were making our picks for this game, it was like, why is everybody shitting on Brock Purdy? He had like literally two bad games and his stats otherwise and in every other game he's a top like like top five in every quarterback category in the league it was really funny when everybody was like oh yeah well he didn't have his safety blanket with Debo Samuel Debo was in this game he had 30 yards like (laughs) you know it, it, it Brock Purdy can do just fine without Debo Samuel in the fucking game it was he was concussed and he was making throws that he doesn't normally throw yeah, well, and then remember the first of that three games uh, skid, he led them down the field for a 40-yard field goal and the guy just shanks it. And right. people act like that was also a bad game, even though he literally put them in a position to win it. Well, because they're not so, watching the game. Well, yeah, and plus, if you hate Brock Purdy, all you have to do is just after games where they lose, you just go, oh, see, it's Brock Purdy, it's Brock Purdy, but literally on the season right now, he has uh, 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. So he has two more interceptions, two more concussions, uh, and two less touchdowns than C.J. Stroud, who ourselves included, along with everybody else, is like C.J. Stroud's the MVP. So, I again, I don't understand why... If Brock Purdy was not drafted in the seventh round, if Brock Purdy was the 15th pick in the first round, everybody would be losing their fucking shit over him. But because he's the last pick in the seventh round, everybody has to just act like for some reason that means he has to overperform at quarterback where people like Trevor Lawrence can shit the bet every week and they'll just be like, whoa, whoa, hold on. He's remember when Trevor Lawrence was coming out of college. Oh my God. This is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Like this is a home run pick. And now he's had like one good year and everybody's like, Oh man, Trevor Lawrence, the greatest this game. He had 185 yards and two interceptions. And then on the season this year for Trevor Lawrence, he is Oh, let's see. I mean, he has to be having a really great season, right? He has nine touchdowns, six interceptions. So it's like, and again, we've just said it. He's played literal cupcakes. And then the two good teams he played, he had his two worst games. Who does that sound like? The the Jaguars are the Cowboys of the AFC, except they don't blow out the bad teams. Like, they just kind of win against bad teams. And don't worry, we'll get to the Cowboys. We'll get to the Cowboys. The, the fucking everybody's Super Bowl favorite, apparently, of uh, except we forget what happened when they played literally the two teams they would probably have to go to to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, right. But when it comes to the 49ers, Casino, they remind me of the Cowboys, except they can beat good teams Be in a sense that – the 49ers, when they have everybody healthy and they're, you know, cooking with gas or whatever, they look like the best team in the league. They really do. And as a 49ers hater, that pains me to say this. <laughs> uh, but all right, let's move I love, on. I love to... I love when you're ranting. Uh, 
it's just yeah. So annoying. so for the viewers or the listeners, you know, I've been I was having I've been having a rough couple twenty four hours. So I'm a little quiet, and so I just love listening to BJ rants. They're just they're, they're, they're soothing. They're soothing. Ah, uh, and especially because we didn't record yesterday, so it's right. just like this has been festering in my body. Yeah. You know, I, I making... just you know what I need you to do. I need you to just like make a recording, an audio recording <laughs> of like all your rants of like couple hours worth of your rant put them together but do them in like a sensual voice like yeah like a Barry Manilow oh, kind of thing that. like yeah. in a Barry Manilow kind of change. thing and I will 100% take a bubble bath with a glass of wine <laughs> and listen to rant in a Barry Manilow voice it's the least I can do and also I need to change my voice maybe the tone of it when I'm ranting because my voice already hurts and we're literally four games in and don't worry, I have two more rants to do about two other teams. Uh, one of which is not uh, either of our next teams, which we're talking about, which is the now five and five New Orleans Saints lose to the six and four uh, Minnesota Vikings, led by Josh Dobbs. This was oh, oh this I'm was all the for him game. now. I'm you had I'm Josh for- Dobbs, you had Jameis Winston coming in and just doing just Jameis Winston shit. This game was entertaining as hell. Uh but let's talk about Josh Jameis Dobbs Winston doing Jameis Winston shit. I love how you said that because it's tit for tat, two touchdowns, two interceptions. It's Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and that one his I think it was his first touchdown. He rolls all the way to the left, throws across his body all the way to the right like end of the end zone and it's a jump ball (laughs) his wide receiver catches it and then everybody's losing their mind and it's like everybody was like uh the announcers everybody online was just like only Jameis Winston would throw that ball and make it a touchdown every other quarterback who throws that it gets intercepted for a pick six but Jameis Winston it's just like he throws 50 50 balls and Half of them get picked off. Half of them are amazing touchdowns. And that's why I love Jameis Winston. But let's first talk about uh, Joshua Dobbs. Uh, 23 for 34, 268 yards, one throwing touchdown. He also had 44 yards on the ground and that great rushing touchdown. Uh, What is it? Are you on the Dobbs train for Dob Mania Casino? I am because he's on my fantasy team for sure. <laughs> I picked did him. I picked. Him? I picked him up. I did not. I picked him up three weeks ago, and I've been slow rolling this play. Um, but I was going to start him regardless over Baker, and it would be Dobbs and Goff. But uh, even before Baker got hurt, but now with Baker out, it's it's Dobbs mania. Let's go. Let's go. Dobbs mania. Uh, he's, I, overcome, uh... he's overcome so much, man. It's it's crazy. Again, if Geno Smith can win comeback player of the year last year for just coming back from being bad, Joshua Dobbs can win comeback player of the year for just being on other teams and not getting chances to start, right? Because even on the Arizona Cardinals, he was still good when he was like playing. That team's just bad. Apparently, they're not that bad, though, because they just won with Kyler Murray, but we'll get to that game. Now, when it comes to the Saints, Derek Carr gets knocked out. Uh, Jameis Winston comes in. He, like you said, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Why? But when you watch Jameis Winston play, how the fuck did nobody trade for him at the 
uh, at the trade deadline. There's I would have no... taken him. I would have loved to have him on the Patriots. I was just going to say that. There's no team, there's no fan of the Patriots, the Jets, the Browns at this point who wouldn't be like, I would take Jameis Winston over every other quarterback we have right now, right? And it's just like, I mean, we like the uh, Joshua Dobbs was still like unknown, but you've seen Jameis Winston be a winning starter in this league. And yet everybody was just like, oh no, I'd rather st- stick with Zach Wilson. And it's just like, really? Because at least Jameis Winston completes half of his passes. Right. Uh, Zach yeah, he may throw he him... may throw a shit ton of interceptions, but he matches them with touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, wouldn't you rather win or lose every game by and, in and, a and shootout? With, you know, and with this decent defense of a of the Saints defense, you know, I I'll take like just for the Saints, Jameis Winston starting and I think that they can do pretty well, but a lot of teams that have like good defenses, like right now, if you went to the Browns, that defense is really good where he can afford probably to throw three touchdowns and three interceptions and still win that game by a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it's better than Deshaun Watson coming in, throwing one touchdown and one interception. (laughs) Like at least it's exciting when Jameis Winston plays, you're excited unless you're rooting for the team Jameis Winston plays for. Because you know any second now he could just rip your heart out. But Saints still have a top 10 defense in the league. We just talked about we think they can go a little bit further with Jameis than they could Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr is basically Jameis Winston with less interceptions. I feel like that's an apt comparison. But when we are talking about the Minnesota Vikings casino, how how much of a threat do you think this team is? Um, I think with Dobbs, they've creep creeped in there. Um, you know, it's fresh blood. I'm not saying anything against, bad against Kirk Cousins because you know I like, oof, I like Kirk Cousins. He just can't get this team to the promised land. So why not? You know, I know he's out with an injury, sadly, but with this new blood coming in and people are hyped about him, man. The team, did you see that locker room when he came in? Uh, his first game and he came in and you know came in as relief. Uh, when everybody got injured um, yeah, and then he won that game. Did you see his entrance into that locker room? Yeah, no, that was, and then the coach, like when he, after the, the, the touchdown run he did like coming to the sideline and the coach is just like amazed that he turned that play into like a touchdown or whatever. Like you can tell the team believes in him. More importantly, the coach believes in him. And when you look at, the Minnesota Vikings schedule, like the one issue Kirk Cousins has is he's a great passer. He's accurate with the football, but he has no mobility. So if you just get a quarterback that kind of can stay around where Cousins was in terms of yards and completion percentage, but then is also mobile, like you look at, they lose week one, to the Buccaneers by three points. They lose to the Eagles by a touchdown. They lose to the Chiefs by a touchdown. Like this team was in every game and win or lose, you know, they always lost close. Again, they beat the 49ers. They beat the Packers. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Saints. Like they're on a four game or a five game winning streak right now. And then you look at the rest of their schedule. They go to the Broncos, the bears, 
They have a bye week, which is crazy. They have a bye week in week 13. Again, we need to situate this whole NFL bye week thing. But then they have Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions again. So if they're able to split one of the games with the Lions and beat either what? The Bengals? Or if they can beat the Bengals, like this is a potential 11-12 win team. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And then their defense, defense, on the other hand, is 13th in the league. And I feel like, much like Josh Dobbs, they just feel like they're getting better. Joshua. Oh, Joshua Dobbs. I'm sorry. It's, uh, but yeah, I am scared to play this Minnesota Vikings team again because, again, I think when, uh, like, a, like last year, when a Geno Smith situation happens, the team believes in them so much that it makes the team feel like they can beat or play better, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. Hope in the NFL it's scares that, it's, it's, it's that scared mom energy or whatever that, you know, the, <laughs> the mom energy to oh, lift the car thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that adrenaline like rush kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know when this thing will go off the rails or if it will, but as long as it's on the rails, I'm into it. I like uh I like this whole I like the Vikings team. Uh next up, a game we don't really have to spend as much time as we've been spending the other ones on. Uh the Green Bay Packers fall 19 to 23 and are now three and six to the now six and three Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't get it. I don't understand the Steelers team. I don't think that was a good Jordan Love game, even though his stats were okay for that game. But it was a definitely a bad Kenny Pickett game. 14 of 23, 126 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, but here's uh, the thing. But the, the Steelers have beat the Browns. The Steelers have beat the Ravens. Like, I know. Uh, I don't get they it. Beat, they beat the – I, I mean, know. we talked about these the the Texans being one of the most watchable. But then teams. they did lose. But then the Steelers did lose to the Jags. So I I don't understand. I think I think Steelers Packers. I think they are two of the my least like teams to watch this season. Right? Like, are there two more boring teams to fucking watch play a football game? And this game was fine, but I kept flipping back and forth to it and just leaving it off longer than I was leaving it on. Like, I just, how far can this Steelers team go, Casino? Are they really going to be in the playoffs? I hope not. Ugh, I hope not, I just because I don't want to hear that that comment, you know, that the guy who commented, commented on our shit again. <laughs> uh, oh, he was actually backing me up for supporting the Steelers. And you know what? As sad as it is, he was right, because the Steelers are 6-3, and three, but... I'm off. But does that mean they're way. good? That doesn't mean they're good. I don't think so. I don't. I. I mean, honestly, after seeing the Bengals lose a close game to the Texans, I would rather see the Texans and the Bengals in the playoffs over what is it? The the Steelers, and then obviously the Ravens are going to be in there. I don't know if I would. Who would you rather take right now? Browns with. Uh, pj walker or the other guy's name the dorian thompson robinson or the steelers browns i feel like i would take browns too just at least because their defense is interesting like steelers i don't know their offense is boring their defense is fine and then it's kind of just like 
yeah, it's just a boring team. I don't know. I don't. And plus, Kenny Pickett feels like he had a really good end of last season where it was like, oh, Kenny Pickett's coming on. And then this season, he's just regressed like hard. Ugh. But let's move on to a game where this was one we picked differently. I didn't remember picking the uh, Titans in this game, but I did because uh, this is the game that basically won you the week. The three and six Texans. Because I believe Titans, in my boy. I believe in my man. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. They lose to the now four and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20 to six. Uh, dap up, uh, as the kids say, dab up your boy, Casino. Talk no about, idea what that means. It means hype up uh, Baker Mayfield. No. What's that mean? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, he, dude, he's, oh, I'm so sad to see him go out with a thumb injury, man. Um, but I mean, Is he, he out might... for weeks there... or the season or what? No, no. From what I read last, um, he, he's questionable to play um, this week. Uh, that was the last I read. Let me see if I could see any new news on it. Ba-ba-ba-bum. Yeah, no, I mean, he might even start. I don't see anything on the news thing. But anyway, um, I'm going to, regardless, I am going to sit him um, just because I like Dobbs better. But Baker on the Bucks, man, getting new blood, new life, like that was good for him. Less commercials. Yeah. It turns out bad for the Browns because if the Browns had Baker Mayfield, this Baker Mayfield right now, I feel like at six and three, they might be. Seven and three, maybe, maybe the same, but at least they, yeah, at least they would have a better outlook on the future than overpaying for, uh, what is it, uh, massage guy? What's massage guy, Deshaun Watson. The... <laughs> uh, but <laughs> at the moment, right now, the two teams we talked about would be the last two teams in the playoffs right now, which would be the Vikings would be the seventh seed, and then the Buccaneers are the first team on the bubble at four and three, or I'm sorry, at four and five. So they're two games back of the Vikings right now, but they're also only one game back of the Saints who are leading the NFC South. So do you think the Buccaneers, just put your stamp on it right now, do you think they make the playoffs or do you think it's the Saints? Saints. Hmm. Yeah, but I feel like the Bucks are, I don't know if they're more fun, but I like watching them more than I do. Gotcha. But then again, if the Saints have Jameis Winston, then I feel like it makes the Saints more interesting. You got it. Um, you continue. I need to go rock my child. The wife's trying to get a little nap in. It was a long evening for the family. Um <laughs> Had some family stuff uh, going on yesterday, so the wife didn't get much sleep because I was out. Yeah, so. let me. Uh, yeah, let me. Uh, let me do my rants because you know. Got it. Uh, actually, no. You, I'll save Lions Chargers for you. I'll talk about the other games. So, Casino is going to go rock his child asleep. Uh, let me continue on. I guess when it just comes to Titans and Bucks, I do like this Bucks team. I'm glad that Baker's having, you know, a semi revival because also he kind of felt like he got unceremoniously 
kicked out of Cleveland when it was kind of just like he led them to a first playoff win. It really felt like he was kind of, I don't want to say the soul of that team, but kind of maybe like the fire of that team. And then, I mean, pair that Baker with the Browns defense. Now there's no way that that Browns team is worse with this Baker and Deshaun Watson. And then, you know, and then also throw in what the cap would have been if they hadn't Deshaun Watson and blah, blah, blah. Yes. I'm a Deshaun Watson hater. I don't know how you can't be. Like, who are the people out there that are defending Deshaun Watson? Like, as if everything that happened to him wasn't from shit he did to himself. Like, just... And then, again, the I feel like most comparable would be the Michael Vick situation. And then it was just like, Michael Vick uh, went out... Let me get casino screen on here. Uh, he went out, he went to prison. He came back to the league at quote unquote, you know, everybody said, Oh, he's a changed man. He's a changed man. And then all he did was take accountability for it. And then like served his time and then came back. And then it was just kind of like he, what he did was fucked up, but at least he admitted he was fucked up. He did his time for it, put in the work, came back. And then at that second stint, you know, with the Eagles for a couple of years, but Deshaun Watson, it's like, he did all that shit, uh, came back, took no accountability for it whatsoever. And then was kind of an asshole about the whole thing. And now he struggled and then he's sitting out games. He got injured. So it's kind of like, fuck Deshaun Watson but again I don't know how this turned into a Deshaun Watson uh rant but again uh Baker Mayfield I got I feel like at the short end of the stick so did those masseuses Casito's not here to laugh at my joke but uh let's move over to the Titans Will Levis has definitely not gone the CJ Strout uh route which is kind of built on the momentum he started he is uh in this game 19 for 39 199 yards one interception not to say he's bad because i don't think this titans team is good and i definitely don't think they have uh any good weapons outside of uh deandre hopkins and then derrick henry especially in this game averaged only two yards a carry had 11 carries for 24 yards so i don't think this titans team is good i just thought mike vrabel would lead them over a Bucks team, which I don't, I don't know if the Bucks team, they're fun to watch. I don't know if they're good, but uh, we'll save Lions uh, Chargers for Casino to talk about because that is his Super Bowl pick, the Lions, not the Chargers. So let's move on to the four and six Atlanta Falcons falling 23 to 25 to the two and eight Arizona Cardinals. Uh, when it comes to the Cardinals, this was Kyler Murray's return to uh, this team. He goes 19 for 32 yards, 249 uh, yards, one interception. He also had one rushing touchdown. But really, uh, in this game, you could see why Arizona, I mean, all the you know, kind of behind the scenes stuff is why they would want to move on from Kyler Murray. But when you see him on the field, Yes, he looks small, but unlike, you know, when you look at somebody like Bryce Young, who also looks small, or you look at somebody like, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, who was small coming into the league with Russell Wilson, it was insane accuracy and poise in the pocket and, you know, extending plays and all that kind of stuff. And that obviously led to a Super Bowl ring, potentially one more if, you know, 
the whole Patriots uh, thing doesn't happen with the interception. But when it comes to Kyler Murray, the thing you see when he's on the field is how fucking evasive and just fast he is. Like there was that one uh, drive where they're going down the field to set up the what would be the game-winning field goal. And he just does that that pocket play where the pocket breaks down, nobody's open and he scrambles for 15 yards. And he just is like blowing past people and just looks so fast. Like Lamar Jackson, uh, Jalen hurts other quarterbacks. I can't think of right now might be better running quarterbacks, but when Kyler Murray, he always looks the fastest, right? It's like him and Justin Fields. It's like, I don't know how elusive they are. I don't know how great of just runners they are situationally compared to, you know, Lamar Jackson or uh, Jalen Hurts, but both of them just have something you can't teach, which is just speed. Like he just looks so fast on the field and uh, that ended up being the difference maker. Uh, James Connor also came back from missing a couple games with injuries. He had 16 carries, 73 yards. But then when you look on the Falcon side of things, it was Tyler Heineke, uh, I think, I don't know if he got benched or injured. I didn't really pay that much attention to that aspect of it, but he goes out of the game. Desmond Ritter comes in four for six, 39 yards, like really nothing. But uh, Bijan Robinson actually saw play 22 carries, 95 yards, one touchdown. But again, with this Falcons team, it just always comes down to on paper, they look better than when you actually wa- are watching the games. And when you're watching the games, the defense doesn't look as good as they should be. The offense is kind of, you know, let's give it to our running back. They have a stud tight end. They never get the ball to, or I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's on him. I don't know if it's in the game, but in the games, he just disappears. He had three receptions, 30 yards. But again, everybody always thinks, Kyle Pitts is elite or he should be elite and he's not. Uh, He's just not. He's always in the game. He never gets the ball. I think Casido is. No, he's not. I thought he was back, but he's not. So we move on to the next game. Uh, Again, I still think the Saints win that division. I would think the Falcons or the Buccaneers in that spot would be much more interesting. But when it comes to the Saints, they have a better defense than I think both those teams, except the Falcons have a shockingly good defense. It just doesn't look like that when they play the games, the Falcons have the eighth ranked total defense in the league. Uh, The saints have the 10th, but again, when it comes to offense, I trust Jameis Winston and Derek Carr and the saints offensive weapons more than probably the Falcons and the bucks combined. I don't know, but if you put except for Mike Evans, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, guys. I'm just spitballing. Uh, Next up, let's move on to the Washington Commanders falling 26-29 to the now 6-3 Seattle Seahawks. The Commanders are now 4-6. Again, Sam Howell, great, great game. Uh, 29 for 44, 312 yards, three touchdowns. He is having quietly one of the best quarterback seasons in the league and I think again credit to him but I also think we have to give credit to Eric Bieniemy, where the second he leaves the Chiefs all of a sudden the Chiefs offensive numbers plummet he goes to the Washington Commanders he's the 
assistant head coach. I think he should be the head coach of this team. And then uh, the quarterback and offensive numbers skyrocket for the commanders. Uh, 17 and nine for Hal this year with uh, 2,800 yards and a completion percentage. It's not going to show me a completion percentage of. Okay, I guess it's just not going to show me who gives a shit, I guess. But still, a pretty damn good completion percentage uh, for Sam Howell. Oh, is this it right here? No. Okay. So we're just going to move on from that, what I was just saying. But yeah, Sam Howell still having a great uh, offensive year. This is one of probably his best games he played. But again, this commander's team... Their defense, they're trading away two of their best defensive players. So I don't know why they're going into rebuilding when they're four and six and they feel like they're in every game. And again, against one of the NFC's top three, top four best teams, they lose by three. They played the Eagles tough in both those games. We'll see how well they play against the Cowboys coming up. But yeah, the commanders really do just feel like what we talked about early in the podcast, we're like, maybe it's the head coach. I don't think Ron Rivera is this amazing coach. And I do think if I was one of the new owners of the commanders, I would be like, why don't we put the enemy in there and see what we got? Like we've kind of seen what we get out of uh, uh, Ron Rivera. And it's a four and six team that doesn't feel like they're reaching their potential. And are for some reason in rebuild mode, even though it felt like they had all the pieces they needed to have a great defense. So I don't know. I don't understand the commanders. I never have. Now on the winning side of the team uh, of this game, which is the Seahawks, Geno Smith, 31 for 47, 369 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, DK Metcalf went off in this game, seven receptions, 98 yards. Tyler Lockett, eight receptions, 92 yards and a touchdown. And then Kenneth Walker had that great, great 64-yard reception for a touchdown. And then he also had 63 yards rushing. But the weird thing in this game to me was I watched this game and it was Mark Sanchez was the, the former Jets quarterback, was the uh, commentator on this game. And Seattle's driving downfield for the game-winning uh, field goal. He they Geno Smith gets it to DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is like dancing around, making guys miss to get an extra five, six yards, which is probably crucial when that's the last play of the game to get a field goal. And then they call, they do the hurry up to spike the ball. Seattle gets up to the line and they're just waiting there to run more time off the clock to stop or to, you know, spike the ball. I just spiked my pen to spike the ball. And then Mark Sanchez on commentary is like freaking out. And is just like, Oh man, DJ Metcalf or DK Metcalf. Like he wasted so much time dancing around. You just have to get down and like spike the ball. And like, he's like losing his mind. And it's just like, as the play's going. And then you're just like watching Seattle all line up and just stand there and wait for more time to come off the clock so they can spike it. So it's like, what are you talking about? He clearly had, more time and it was kind of crucial what he did which was make the two defenders miss so he could get additional yards to make the field goal easier it was just like one of those things where why are you killing this guy for not going down when they literally 
had to wait and burn off more time because not enough time had been burnt off. It was just one of those weird, like, what are we doing here? But it's nice to see the Seahawks uh, have an actual good game from not only DK Metcalf, but Geno Smith, because we were talking about, oh man, DK, or I'm sorry, uh, we were talking about, oh man, Geno Smith hasn't really had as good of a season as we expected from him based off last year. But then we said it on uh, Friday where it was like, commanders have one of the worst pass defenses in the league, if not the worst. And then you have Geno Smith having a rough passing season. So match made in heaven. And then Geno Smith comes in 369 yards. Nice. And two touchdowns. So that's exactly what you want to see. And now if you look at the playoff picture as it is right now, I mean, the Seahawks in the NFC are the fifth seed at six and three, and they're a half a game behind the 49ers at six and three. So We've seen, you know, the 49ers can have issues when they're not clicking on all cylinders. And yeah, who knows? Maybe the Seahawks team, they could be, I mean, the number two seed. We're only in week 10. We got eight more weeks to go. Who knows what what ends up shaking out there? But let's move on to, uh, we'll save the Lions Chargers and then Giants Cowboys for when Casino comes back, which means we now have to talk about a terrible Sunday night game that everybody knew would be a terrible Sunday night game, which is, uh, Oh, casino might be back. So he might be able to talk about these games. No casino's not back. Uh, but let's talk about the four and five now four and five New York jets losing to the now five and five Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Las Vegas Raiders are now two and O under coach interim coach Antonio Pierce. Uh, they also Aiden O'Connell two and O as a starter, the preseason stud who actually is not that bad. I mean, for basically a rookie quarterback, he was 16 for 27, 153 yards, one touchdown, one interceptions, again, against the Jets defense that, quote-unquote, has embarrassed other teams' quarterbacks, which he embarrassed mine, so I don't know why I just put that in quotes as an Eagles fan. Uh, But really the story of this game was the Raiders star offensive players actually showed up and put up great numbers against again, uh jets defense that is formidable in this league. And Josh Jacobs, 27 carries 116 yards, Devonte Adams, six receptions, 86 yards, uh, Jacoby Myers, the fantasy breakout of the year, uh, had a rough game, two receptions, 21 yards, but The story of this game, much like every Jets win or loss, is this quarter or this podcast favorite quarterback, that MFer, uh, Zach Wilson, when he's not scoring off the field, he's definitely not scoring on the field because in this game, 23 for 39, 263 yards, zero touchdowns, one interceptions, got no help from the running game. Uh, so he had to do it himself. Four carries, 54 yards. Brees Hall, on the other hand, 13 carries, 28 yards. And then Dalvin Cook, four carries, 26 yards. Uh, Garrett Wilson had nine receptions, 93 yards. That's kind of it. I mean, Conklin, seven for 70. But when it comes to Jets games, like we always do, we have to put the blame on Zach Wilson, who, again, 
this is kind of on the Jets as well. And a four-point game, why are you having Zach Wilson, of all people, almost throw for 40 yards? Like, why are we doing that? Uh, yeah, so there's rumors that, you know, every game it's like, oh, man, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's on the sidelines without a boot. Oh, man, he's walking without a crutch. Oh, man, he's throwing on the field. Oh, man, it's like every week it's just a little bit more steps. And then you saw that. I don't know if you saw that weird thing where it's like now there's a conspiracy theory that Aaron Rodgers' doctor lied and he didn't have a torn ACL and he was just sitting out the season for reasons i don't know and he's just gonna make this triumphant return to like save the jet season i don't think he plays this season i really don't i would be shocked if he did there's also rumors that he told he's telling people he'll be back in a couple weeks which i don't believe uh but yeah the story with the jets is especially this season is their quarterback play they made no moves for a quarterback uh, to get Jameis Winston, Joshua Dobbs, and literally anybody else but Zach Wilson, who I think statistically right now is maybe the worst quarterback in the league or second or third worst, and they live or die by his arms. So why are you making him throw the ball 40 times a game? Uh, but yeah, let's move on to ooh, talk about quarterback play. Let's move on to the Monday night game where it is up oh, and I'm sorry I was texting my wife back uh wives just interrupted and ruined this show right I mean that's that's coming from one of the hosts of the show uh but the four and five Denver Broncos win at the now uh five and five Buffalo Bills 24 to 22 on first off a great I mean dare I say great Russell Wilson game 24 for 29 193 yards two touchdowns no interceptions he also rushed for 30 yards Javon Williams uh rushed for 79 yards on 21 carries and then the real story of this game however was the other quarterback the Bills quarterback Josh Allen 15 for 26 177 yards one touchdowns two interceptions we said uh, on the last Josh Allen game, you can expect one awful, awful interception from Josh Allen a game, right? We just know that. And he's had it, I think, in every game this season that he's thrown an interception in. It's just been one really bad interception. He fumbles a lot. He turns the ball over more than any quarterback in the league since he's came into the league. That was a fun stat that came out after this game. Uh, so... What to do with Josh Allen, right? They fired their offensive coordinator the day after this game. Uh, and everybody was making the right, uh, you know, uh, assessment of this game, which is, or right assessment of that move, I should say, which is what was the offensive coordinator doing that was making Josh Allen throw interceptions and fumbles? The answer is nothing. So I think it's a weird move, especially when Sean McDermott has also kind of made this Bills team, you know, have their, they've had issues off the field. They've had issues behind the scenes. There was that weird Stefan Diggs thing that happened right before the season started, which he kind of just threw, you know, gasoline on instead of tried to make it better. So then we have, 
this weird thing where it's like the head coach isn't making things better. There's a lot of drama on the team. So we're going to fire the offensive coordinator. It just seems like a half measure. I'm not saying Sean McDermott should have been fired. I don't like saying anybody should be fired, but if we're firing people on the bills coaching staff, I feel like you'll start with the head coach and kind of work your way down. But that's just me. I'm not, you know, an NFL owner or franchise. Obviously I'm, uh, co-host of the only sports podcast with no sports uh, skills whatsoever, which is why I do a podcast, but yeah. So we have the, and then, I mean, again, when it comes to head coach blame, we have the Broncos kicker missing the game winning field goal. Turns out there was 12 men on the field. The 12th man happened to be DeMar Hamlin, which is cruel. Just, a cruel thing to to have happen to him, obviously, after all the shit he's been through. But the head coach sends out 12 personnel. Nobody checks it. The Broncos get another shot at it. And wouldn't you know, they kicked the game-winning field goal, and now here we are, skies falling in Buffalo. We said before this season started uh, what was on the Buffalo Bills' plate this season was their last bite at the... Super Bowl Apple or the Super Bowl windows closing, whatever, you know, comparison you want to make, or I can't think of the word for what that is, but uh, yeah, whatever you want to say about this Bills team, this really did feel like the last season where it was like, they can either go to the Super Bowl or then it's just rebuilding and it feels like rebuilding Stefan digs again after the game, his brother was like, you need to get my brother out of there and like all this kind of stuff. So I'm assuming after this season, Stefan Diggs will no longer be a part of this team. Josh Allen has clearly regressed. I don't think anybody can make the case he hasn't. And then defense is not as good as it's been in the past. Coaching is always an issue. So again, this is a team much like the Cleveland Browns, pre Deshaun Watson you and the Lions obviously this season and previous seasons where no matter who you're a fan of I feel like you always have to root for the Bills the Lions and the Browns obviously unless they're playing your team but just as like the three kind of lovable franchises in the league where they have good fans you kind of feel sorry for their fan base you want them to win to kind of get over whatever you know institutional curse they have where they just haven't had the playoff or Super Bowl success that other teams in the league have had pretty much since the inception of the NFL. But yeah, you just feel bad for the Bills. You just you just do. But I mean you feel you gotta feel good for the Broncos, especially as a Sean Payton hater myself. Like you gotta give him credit because again Sky felt like it was falling at the beginning of the season. And now all of a sudden they're four and five and like kind of right in that playoff hunt. He's kind of rejuvenated Russell Wilson. And he looks like he's not back to where he was, but kind of slowly getting there right to being, you know, not the bad Russell Wilson we've seen in the past, not the elite Russell Wilson, but kind of just a really good quarterback. So yeah, and Casino is not back yet, so we're just going to dive into these last two games, and then I'll get out of here. This show ran a little bit long, and I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing my voice like I am. Uh, so when it comes to the Detroit Lions, they are now 7-3. and three. 
They beat the now four and five Chargers, 41 to 38. Again, I think uh, when it comes to the Chargers, they're just overhyped every season. It always happens. Everybody always puts so much stock into the Chargers. And Justin Herbert, I can't give him shit. I think he's overrated, but you can't give him, you can't say that or give him shit for this game. He had, he was 27 for 40. 323 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and basically the only reason they were in that game. So uh, I don't think I'm a Justin Herbert hater. I just don't get the hype that he does. But in this game, you can't knock him. He was fantastic in this game. On the other hand, however, Jared Goff was equally as good. 23 for 33, 333 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Montgomery also had 12 carries, 116 yards, one touchdowns. And then Jamar Gibbs, or Jameer Gibbs, I'm sorry, 14 carries, 72 yards, two touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown, eight receptions, 156 yards, one touchdown. But really the story of this game was coaching. Right. As again, it always is with the Chargers making dumb decisions, dumb bonehead plays. And the Lions, on the other hand, going for it seven of the eight times they had fourth downs and or I'm sorry, eight of the times they had fourth downs. They went for it seven times and converted or I'm sorry, went for it. They had eight fourth downs, went for it all eight times. Seven of them, they got a conversion. And that was kind of the game. Right. Like the. Lions looked like they were the physical team pushing around uh, the Chargers, as I said they would on this podcast. And because again, the Chargers feel like less successful Miami. They're very, a uh, very finesse team that you can bully and push around, and that's exactly what happened with uh, the Chargers. They got bullied and pushed around all game, and then. The Lions were like, oh, you think you can stop us? We're just going to go on fourth down and bully you more. And bam, that's what happened. And literally the only reason they were in this game was because of Justin Herbert, who again, had a great game, but he can't win on his own. And the Lions end up winning 41 to 38. Now let's talk about the last game. Uh, now of everybody's Super Bowl pick again, uh, I've talked about being a hater to a lot of teams, but I can give them the benefit of the doubt. I will, I will give the benefit of the doubt to the Cowboys when it is warranted. It is not warranted in this game. The Giants are literally starting a third string quarterback who looks like he barely knows how to pass the ball. And he was 14 for 27, 86 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. One of those touchdowns came, uh, what, in the third quarter? The fourth one was clearly just in garbage time, so I'm not even going to count those. But, yeah, the Cowboys now 6-3, and three, beating the 2-8 and eight New York Giants 49-17. to 17. The Giants have been the unlucky uh, bit-by-injury team all season. But again, when the, uh, the there's just a lack of talent on the Giants and an overabundance of talent that lives for games like this on the Cowboys side. The Cowboys devour bad teams, right? They just do. They blow them out, uh, which is what you want to see your good team do against bad teams. If you're a Cowboys fan, you can hype up this team as much as you want, but this is who the Cowboys are. Everybody knows it. Everybody's already said it before. They destroy bad teams, and then when they play good teams, they 
just don't rise to the occasion, much like when they played the Eagles and me being an Eagles fan is why I hate the Cowboys and we'll give them the benefit of the doubt when they deserve it. But this is a moment where they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt because we saw this same team have a chance, a gift wrap chance where they were giving 60 penalty yards on the final drive. And then they choke at the end and can't beat the team that is on their level or slightly above their level. And then they get blown out by the 49ers. And it's like, oh yeah, the two teams that this team would have to face to get to the Super Bowl would be going into uh, San Francisco, going into Philadelphia, both places where they're, o- they're only a good team. This Cowboys team is only a good team when they play garbage teams or when they play at home. So to expect this Cowboys team to have to go win three road games, like it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I just don't. Could they still get the number one seed? Absolutely. Because the Eagles are on a murderer's row for the next couple of weeks. But in terms of clutch, uh, I've always said it. Dak Prescott is anti-clutch. He's a great regular season quarterback. And then when they need him to win games, I just don't have faith that he can. And then that, uh, worry is doubled when it gets to the postseason. Now, to give them their flowers, this was a great Dak Prescott game. 26 for 35, 404 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. The one interception was bad, but again, it's in a blowout. It didn't really matter. But again, it does matter in games like the Cardinals game where his one interception sealed the deal uh, to lose that game. But Brandon Cooks had a great game. CeeDee Lamb had a great game defense had a great game again props to the cowboys because this is what you're supposed to do to the bad teams you play now everybody including myself just wants to see what they are made of in the playoffs and they're gonna have a pretty damn good chance this year in the playoffs because the nfc is weaker than it usually is and the two teams they will most likely have to play again at least one of them They're going to play the Eagles twice. And all this said, I do think the Cowboys beat the Eagles when they play again because it'll be at home. And the Cowboys this season at home have been pretty much automatic. So if they can avoid playing in Philadelphia or in San Francisco in the playoffs, then yeah, they might have a shot to win. I just don't think they will. Now on the other uh, hand, the Giants should be in full rebuild mode. They gave an insane amount of money to Daniel Jones, and it's no fault of theirs that he was injured, but it's a fault of theirs that they gave so much money to a quarterback who is undeserving of that that amount of money for what he brings to this team. I don't think if Daniel Jones was on this team, this game would have been any different because they already lost 40 to zero, you know, an opening week when it was Daniel Jones. But again, I don't think the Giants are a good team. I think we called that on this podcast before the season even started, that they would be one of the worst teams in the league. And that's what happened. But this has been a a very long, and my voice is gone, a very long uh, Only Sports podcast. We enjoyed Casino's appearance on it for the first half. And then I hope you enjoyed my appearance for it for the whole podcast, especially the second half where it was just me. But Yeah, we'll be back uh, Thursday or Friday with our picks for this week. I'll get Casino's picks uh, for Bengals-Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens. 
I think they both teams need a bounce back game. I just think the Ravens are a better team. And but who knows? Joey B Magic on a short week. We have things happen on Thursday. I don't know. But at the moment, I'm picking the Ravens. And yeah, this has been the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That was Casino over there. And we'll see you later this week. Adios.